0: To quota queens,
1: hello, hello,
0: welcome back. Today we're talking <laughs> about the beginning of the quarter and the beginning of quarter blues that come with it. Yeah, so, they are aggressive. So far, we have not been fired. Um, Thank God. <laughs> so we're celebrating that, or um, you yeah. can also celebrate getting fired. Um, <laughs> That was your goal. I mean, regardless of whether it was your goal, it's sometimes the best thing. So no matter what, we're starting fresh. We're starting a new chapter. But yeah, this is a tough
1: time. Yeah, it's tough because, as every salesperson knows, you live and breathe by your quarters. So you make it till the end. And then you may or may not have hit quota, but everything restarts and all of that work kind of just is washed away. And on some level, it's like a fresh start. So it can be looked at as a good way. But on other levels, it's like, Jesus, fuck, how am I going to navigate this whole next three and a half months or three months or two or whatever your quarter is? It's all – It's a lot of anxiety. It's all just hanging over your head at this
0: point, I feel like. The That's how I feel.
1: It. Yeah. Like,
0: everything is hanging over my head. It's a big fat zero. Everything in sales is always, what have you done for me lately? So I feel like you could close the biggest deal. And then people are like, okay.
1: <laughs> Bye. You know? Later. I yeah. I remember. You know, I was talking to... This woman who's also in our women's group, for those of you involved in WIS, Women in Sales, which is part of Quota Queens or Quota Queens is part of WIS. Regardless, I was talking to her and she brought up, she's a VP of sales, but still is one of the highest revenue generators for her business. She said something like she, she hit 90% of the entire company's revenue, like came from her book of business, which what? Is that Yeah. That sounds so stressful. <laughs> so stressful, but also good for her. Yeah. And she said something like, first of all, actually two things. One was she organized her year and this was after she had been there for many years, but she would organize her year such that she would create her pipeline to close the second month within every quarter. So then the last month, she would be able to take a breather and then re-prospect for the following quarter. So it, throughout the year, managed that stress level of starting every quarter at zero at least. Then she would take that month before to figure the roadmap out, get it closed before the end. So it wasn't as high stress from the deadlines. And like in theory, if I could do that, I would. I was gonna say in theory
0: that sounds amazing I don't know how I would do that I don't know how
1: I would do that when you're building pipe
0: yeah it's like the people who are like the people who are like you know oh I'm gonna close all of my deals two weeks before the end of the quarter so I can just like hang out and it's like yeah if we could do that we all would do that right like yeah, everybody obviously be went, oh, hanging oh. out like what the fuck do you actually
1: that's not a thing.
0: Yeah well <laughs> I mean I think I could do a good job of it but I think that <laughs> on some level I would have a lot of anxiety but you know yeah. it's like if I could close all my deals in six weeks I obviously would so that I could yeah. not be stressed for you know the other remaining too I much. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> many weeks are in a oh Math is in
1: the
0: strong suit.
1: Yesterday, um, they did this sales enablement forum at um, my company that I work at, and the, <laughs> the head of sales enablement was posing these interactive questions to the sales team to be like, okay, if we change the pricing to this for this many seats, what would the outcome be? And no one responded or got it right. It was just a mishmash of numbers. And then the, the enablement lead was like, all right, well, you're in sales, not math. So that's a that's a bonus for you. It was pathetic. You're not, you're not
0: in math, yes. Uh. Yeah, and all the answers were like, twenty percent of the actual like end <laughs> like they were so far off no, it was generous. like no
1: no <laughs> I think you're doing a monthly price or uh-huh. something because and this yes so a, a true false question yes to true false question and <laughs> you had to like put an X next to your name if it was false or a check mark if it was true and then this one person on the team responds in the chat. right as the answer comes across so the blank screen says false and this one person responds on the chat true
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was very poor timing I did feel bad but I did laugh out loud seeing that come through because (laughs) it just did not make our team look good and no no (laughs)
1: look like one thing that we can do is laugh at the anxiety, sit with the anxiety, and come up with tactics to hit the quota since that's what this whole podcast is about. So how can we give you guys some tips to either sit comfortably with your anxiety (laughs) or get it out by hitting your quota because hitting quota solves everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're in sales, that is true. Unfortunately, I think everyone I know, especially given the, the time of year, the seasonality of it right now, everyone I know is currently sitting with that anxiety. If I had a dollar for every person that was like, I can't sleep or I'm really yeah. stressed or my pipeline looks like, you know, as I described mine, the inside of a bachelor's apartment where there's like a, a rug that's actually a towel, <laughs> and like a bed that like doesn't have that's like not a bed, you it's know? Mattress. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, like one pan, like that's my <laughs> pipeline right now. So, yeah. um, so, I like, think
1: when obviously there's there's the anxiety of the unknown because we're sitting at the second week of the quarter we're prospecting out the wazoo to try to see what we can come up with so that a month from now it's looking a little bit clearer, but, you know, how are, how would you envision, and the question goes out to the audience, you know, how do we skirt the constant need for net new every quarter? Is there a way to get some kind of flywheel model from our control that we can create with like the upsell of clients, the creation of those constant paddings that will allow us to feel like we're not at zero every quarter.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, the people that I know who have had that have a one big lucrative account and that's like really the the key for like having something that's just like a cow that keeps on milking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the expression it's is. Giving.
0: Yeah. The cow that keeps on milking. You better get that. <laughs> <laughs> the cow that keeps on milking, whatever you want to call it. You have to have that account and find that account. And I think, you know, like if if you're – quota is you know let's say 100 licenses which obviously it's not but I wish it was um, <laughs> and you can sell them 50 and then the next quarter they can get another 50 and then you know then you're hitting half your quota just based on one account but that's I've never really had that
1: um really? type I, dream yeah it's more no, just are like, you that. hear with? that fancy term flywheel is, which is what every sales team envisions. They want their deals to just keep on giving. I'm starting to see some of it, but I can't rely on it. And, you know, also when I met with this woman, um, she said she really just invested in her existing clients and invested in them wholeheartedly so that they would continue to deliver with her. Now, whatever that investment is, I think is – soon to be seen? Like, are we going to be able to start taking our clients out to eat? Are we going to start being able to fly to see clients? Like, are we going to really develop a personal connection with them so that when it does come time for us to ask for more seats, they're more than willing, not only because they like the product, but because they like us.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say too, is, you know, when I was selling previously in more in-person and – you know, in more of like a one vertical where I was in Houston, everybody knew each other. Um, It was easy to get referrals. So spending all that time, I mean, it felt like a lot of time that I invested, but I still talk to a lot of those people, Um, you know, not like regularly, but like they're the type of people, they're in Austin, they'll like call me or something. And, you know, we had that relationship. So it was easy to get those referrals, which is, and also obviously like do upsells. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean, I hope we'll, we'll be able to do that. Um, but we yeah. are also in a startup, which I feel like is, I mean, I would be interested to see what, you know, your friend had to say about that. We should have her on the podcast. Um, we but, well. But, you know, like I think for me, like what I've heard people say that it's more at like big companies um, and we're obviously medium size now. Like we're probably a pre IPO size, but at the same time, our sales team is a startup. Our product's new to market. And so for us, like the net new is always going to be important because, you know, we don't work at like an Oracle or something like that. Yeah. Where you have-
1: We're not a monstrosity sales team. We're really small, nimble, and trying to figure out this net new product, which I'm sure a lot of sales works can say, like even if they are a subset of, you know, a new product launch at Rackspace or at – what's the company that my friend works at that I can't think of? Anyway, um, (laughs) all that to say, (laughs) I think when it comes down to building the roadmap and not having – an understanding of how you'll hit quota and the anxiety looming over you of, you know, what the fuck am I doing? No one's responding. responding, Or when they do respond, they say, go to hell. <laughs> or you send so many emails out that you get locked out of your Gmail, like what happened to me on Monday? Um, um. You know, what do you or do? Can't send any more LinkedIn requests. Like what happened to me this whole week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's not lack of effort for sure. One can uh, say that you still get an A for effort, uh, but I think what we were talking about the other episode too on building out your plan for the quarter. Anytime that you get down in the dumps because the anxiety is coming from that unknown place, go back to the plan, which is like, okay, wait, I need two anchor deals. How many do I have? Okay, I have one. That means I need to source one more. Where is that going to come from? I don't fucking know, but I know I know at least I need one more. How many mid-tier deals do I have? Okay, I have two. How many more do I need? Two more. Okay, where are they going to come from? I don't know, but I'm just going to work to get them. And at least then you're giving yourself some framework of like you're not at zero. You have some stuff. You just need to like trust the process will open its doors to you at the right time, which can be hard.
0: Yeah. Faith is so important, but that is so true. And I think that too, another thing that one of my friends when I was in my very first job – taught me was that, you know, you really have to schedule your time if you are, especially if you are in that sort of like, I don't have a lot going on right now. Things feel slow. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily in like reaction mode where I'm just like doing the paperwork and I'm sending things out and I have meetings on my calendar and I'm like, you know, really busy. You have to Put everything on your calendar, which I try to do at the beginning of the week a lot of the time and like color code it so that anytime you have that anxiety like set in, you can just go back to, like you said, the plan, but like scheduling that out even like by like hour where it's like, this is my prospecting block. So I'm prospecting for two hours today and I know that I'm supposed to be doing that right now. So when I feel overwhelmed, like go back to that. Um, yeah, you know, always helps me.
1: Such a good point to dig deeper on because I was actually listening to this podcast um, last weekend of my favorite stylist. Um, oh, the Skinni one. Yeah, uh, and she was just talking about. I mean, she's in the business of client servicing. At the end of the day, she runs a business to basically style celebrities. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how when she's overwhelmed and stressed, she really does have to practice not bringing that energy into the work environment because it causes a completely different feeling for the client. And so to really create a a space of, of constant reciprocal energy where her stress isn't included. And I thought that that was such a good way of thinking because in our business, we're talking to people all day, we're servicing their needs all day. And if we come to any call with frenetic energy from whatever might be going on in our own head or forcing them to buy something that just doesn't make sense, that's not going to help us get to quota. And so I think from your perspective of really focusing your energy and time on the right things is the same thing as really honing in on on what's going to get you to quota. What are the things that are, are going to matter? Because that's the energy that you need to put out there so that when you're on every call, it comes through and you're holding that space.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that too, you know, when you have that anxiety, the um, just like your ability to be present is so much lower. And that really comes across in sales. And I think that even more so like on zoom or something, it's harder to like, be really present in the moment with that person, because you're just not with them. And it's almost like more important that you are sitting there with them, giving them your attention, letting them know, like, I'm listening. I'm like paying attention. I care about you. And it's hard when you're like, I need this sale. Like you're being desperate and you're kind of trying to like push them in the direction that you want them to go in and they're not ready. And it always comes across badly, but it's one of the hardest things to control. Like it's so hard not to like grasp onto it and be like, I can't let this go. Like, I'm not going to like trust the process i'm going to try to force you into like doing what i want and it never works it's like when you're dating someone.
1: yeah well and and you feel like you can change it but i think also focusing your energy on the right thing is hard sometimes to realize until you start to be able to say no and say what and understand what will serve you in the sales process so for me that actually was a lesson i had to learn quickly in this current job that I'm in. But that the second I feel like it's going to be a difficult sales process to force them to any number of licenses, I just kind of let it go because there's far more deals out there. There's there's always deals. Also, in an enterprise sales software business, there's always going to be issues. There are always going to be unhappy clients. There are always going to be issues with the product. You can't focus on everything you just have to kind of stay in your lane at priority one, two, and three,
0: yeah, a hundred percent, and that was something that I had to learn too, being like in more of a transactional role, um not you know transactional transactional, but more so than what I was used to, um just being able to not chase a sale because I feel like I used to because I had like Ten accounts in my old uh, job. Now I have probably a (laughs)
1: thousand.
0: You know, every prospect was basically I knew if they were qualified. Now it's like so I could chase them down to the ends of the earth, basically, and like kind of that was that was what I tried to do. Now I had to unlearn that and kind of like let it go. And that was something that our sales director told me: like you just need to figure it out early and if they're not like don't i was wasting so much time like here's like a deck i made and this and that for the person and they don't care and at the end of the day they're not gonna buy and i was just wasting my time like it just didn't matter but you have to have that faith of like another deal is always around the corner and that was something that my friend who actually referred me to my job now told me he was like you always have to just be in the mentality that another deal is right around the corner even if it feels like there will be never be another deal <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but it it yeah. prevents so it's almost like at the beginning of the quarter maybe the biggest thing that we could come away with is telling everyone just have a little faith in yeah. your efforts you got to do the work of course But you got to also have the trust that things will start to pan out in a few weeks and what is the work that you can do to ensure that it will, but to know and trust that just do the work, it's going to be okay. Especially for women too. I feel like we can get so in our heads when we see like we have this male counterpart at my company who's like screaming on the phone, closing these deals. And I just am like, oh my God. You're so aggressive in, in my face. You know, tuning it out and just focusing on what you're doing is gonna be key.
0: Yeah. And women have more of a tendency to want to control. Um, and so we kind of just do the, that thing where it's like, let me just like control every aspect of everything. And it just doesn't work out. Like having that control problem in sales, like, will really just kill you because i think even just the energy that you're putting out into the world when you're trying to do that is so like anti like attracting you know like you're never going to attract a deal with trying to like just lay the pressure on to each and every prospect you talk to um and trying to like grasp at that control because really 90 percent of the things are out of your control and you we do need to like let it go but you see women doing all the time like with everything it's like duh, 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 you know like i need to like be all over everything all the time and it's like you do I think that is the number one thing for me and for me right now like I have been struggling with that for the past two weeks it feels so slow and I have like one call a day with a customer and I just feel so much anxiety it's like in my old job I felt so much anxiety when I was in the office and I wasn't like face to face with a client I would just feel like I'm not doing anything like there's literally not a lot of work that I can do outside of prospecting like when I'm not yeah. to a client you and it is
1: so that you have to at the beginning of the quarter just put in that slog grind and it is that way every quarter and even if you're schedule- setting it up so you have like less anxiety at the beginning of a quarter so to speak and deals are closing at a different time you're still going to have those moments when you're grinding for a few weeks on building pipe no matter what or even if it's like some upsell opportunities with internal contacts that you've already closed, there's still a level of negotiation of communication of outbound that you're always going to have to do. That's the unsexy part of the job, but it's maybe every quarter knowing that this is coming up. This is how you're going to feel and kind of sitting still with the fact that it's going to be anxiety ridden and know that you have like a community of people that are also feeling that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that too, like, Again, going back to, like, if you just finished a quarter, like, just, like, celebrate it. Like, just be happy for, like, a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, just just embrace it. Celebrate it. You got through another quarter. Like, you don't have to, like, hit the grind right away. I think, like, just even just, like, having, like, one thing. Like, get yourself a nice gift or uh, you know my coach calls it anchoring like anchor the success that you had um, by getting yourself something nice or going out to dinner with like your friends or your partner or whoever and like do something fun so that you can appreciate like I'm not just like grinding it out every quarter for like no reason like I should celebrate yeah. it. Um, totally. and then it'll kind of like push you like momentum wise into that new quarter and i think that like to like downloading some of the things that worked and didn't work for you um in the last quarter can kind of help like anchor that as well like what did i do well and what do i want to do differently like for me right now um i think i'm really working on like my directness because i am working with people who i'm working across so many verticals, so many types of businesses. Like I don't know how all of them function and work. And also, like like you said, need to sniff things out early and just like, you know, qualify people at the very beginning kind of ruthlessly. And I'm not good at that because I'm a high i, if you know like the disk test. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before, yeah, but yeah. I'm not as direct with people. I'm more of just like make them feel good, connect with them, get them to like the product but I'm not necessarily as good at being direct, being like, how do we get this done? Who internally yeah. deals with this? Like, what do you, what is your process? Like, what does this look like? Where's your budget coming from? How do you get budget? All of those types of things, not as good at them. So like that for me is something that I'm working on now after looking at what happened last quarter, working on that. And that's just, I think it's just good to be self-aware, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. So we'll leave you today, queens, with knowing to trust in your abilities. you some kings. Quarter, but listen to this podcast if you need every quarter. You can listen to us babble about how we're all in this together, and this is nothing. You know, you don't take on this type of job for the faint of heart. And if you know that you're already a badass because you have the job, then. Just focus on the efforts you're putting out there. Trust yourself. And, you know, the universe will, I have to believe, provide.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think – I don't know if you saw this, but the Wall Street Journal put out an article, like, the other day that said something to the effect of, like, the jobs are plenty, the pay is high, and still nobody will do sales or something like that. I was like – it was, it was very, like, amusing to read it, um, but it was, like, sales is, like, still known as a pressure cooker and all this stuff. And, again, like, it's true. And, like, if it was easy, everyone would do it because of exactly that. Like, you can make a lot of money. Like, there's a lot of jobs. Like, if it was appealing to just anybody, like, that would be – every, everyone would do it. So you're very – totally amazing if you're doing this job so that includes me and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> But amazing. Yeah. and we made this podcast because we didn't want to fester with our own thoughts about this so just fester with our thoughts and then
1: yeah feel less fester alone and um, <laughs> we're festering bye y'all